What is going on, everybody? John Pemba here with Andrew Cooper. Welcome to the Quick uh, Fantasy Football Show. It is NFL Week Six Preview Day here. Uh, Coop, my guy, it was a it was a tough Week Five for many a fantasy manager. Justin Jefferson, James Conner, Devin A. Chain, Anthony Richardson, all placed on IR following Week Five. Uh, blow for the middle of the season. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, not what you wanted to see. Thank goodness, Travis Kelsey. Uh, he has the ankle, but he's practicing. He's going to play because if yeah. they took Kelsey away, if they took he our so upset after that. Like everybody thought maybe blew his Achilles out or it looked bad. Yeah. yeah. We could have lost basically like the top wide receiver. Eight. I mean, eight, there's arguments that a chain is the most fun running back and Travis Kelsey and Anthony Richardson. It's like, we almost lost like all four of the, uh, the, the most fun players at each position basically. So mm-hmm. uh, at least we kept our tight end, but yeah, Justin Jefferson, IR, uh, Devon H and IR, Anthony Richardson to the IR, brutal. Roshan Johnson still in concussion protocol. Yeah, a lot, Harvard, a lot of injuries uh, right? like, Yeah, yeah, pretty ugly, pretty, pretty rough, ugly man. Bills lost a bunch of players on defense playing on that, you know, that brutal turf over there. Lost Matt Milano and Daquan Jones out for the season. Both of them. Matt Milano reportedly broke his leg. Uh, so yeah, pretty rough for them as well. Uh, before we obviously we go down here today and break down all of the week six matchups, we've touched upon obviously some of the big news. Uh, any other top stories to discuss here this week, Coop? Uh, yeah, before we get into it, like let's take a quick look around at kind of the big things. One, uh, Mac Jones got benched again, but there's already a report that he's good. Belichick already said no change of quarterback. Yeah. That's that was his answer. So Mac Jones will be back. Uh, Van Jefferson was traded, uh, basically. The moment that Cooper Cup came back, Van Jefferson went from a full-time player to playing two snaps, and then within two days of that, he was moved. You know, I guess, I don't know, maybe. Can't predict Puka Nakua becoming uh, the next coming here, but that's what happened. Tutu Atwell, and they were just like, sorry, Van, we just, you're not as good as these guys, so see you later. There you go. But, you know, it's like Van, the thing about Van is that he is a well, very well-rounded player. He can fill in at all three positions if need be. He's like a great next man up. He can play split end, flank, or slot because his dad's an NFL coach. His dad is the wide receiver coach for the Cardinals. So there's always going to be a place for a guy like that. Uh, think of like uh, Zach Pascal is a perfect example where if you have one guy that can play all those positions – it saves you roster spots because right. if like if you have DK Metcalf and then the backup for him just plays is just as the same thing as DK Metcalf, that guy can't fill in for Tyler Lockett. He can't fill in for right. the slot. Like so, having a guy like that is valuable. It's just the 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 Rams said, hey, we got too many of these guys. Does so. he eventually play over Mac Hollins in Atlanta, or is he just the backup? You know? So the, I think the problem you're going to run into is that even Mac Hollins doesn't play. Every snap, only Drake London does because you got John Smith playing snaps. You got Keith Smith, the fullback, playing all these snaps. So I, I really don't think any guy over there is going to play enough snaps to matter. But he might play over. He might end up being the wide receiver too. But what is the wide receiver two for the Falcons to play? Right. Who cares? He, like it's, right. they're fighting for the who cares position. We saw in week six, uh, week five, rather the activation of Jonathan Taylor, and then Zach Moss says, "Hold my beer." Uh, this is still very much uh, the uh show that i'm running you know and uh we'll see you know if how much and how quickly we do get ramped up to jonathan taylor because zach moss uh showed no reason to be taken out here yeah no he looked awesome so that's big curveball there i honestly like i think even the zach moss 
folks, they knew from the start that Zach Moss was potentially going to go away. So just the fact that he didn't is disappointing. Like, I think everybody had come to terms with the fact that it was just going to be Jonathan Taylor now and he was going to go away. So the fact that he didn't, I, you know, even I have Zach Moss on, on rosters and I was sitting there saying, oh, well, I'm not going to drop him just in case. But even I look at it and I'm like, well, yeah, he had a good week last week, but can I start him this week? I don't even know. So I mean, here's the problem. I did not start him in a league last week because I figured at worst it's a timeshare and you know, how capable is he going to be in a timeshare? And then he goes off and explodes. But now I'm in a situation where it's like, okay, they say they want to ramp up John the Taylor a little bit more. It's not a great situation to run the football this week against Jacksonville. Do I, do I play Zach Moss and hope that he, you know, continues to perform well in the role that he has? Because eventually you think there's going to be some level of downgrade or Zach Moss just is good now. Uh, and all of a sudden is going to keep continuing to be a productive player in, in a split share, uh, you know, bye weeks and injuries obviously dictate a, a lot of that as well. But I have Zach Moss shares and on my bench. I saw him score 30 fantasy points last week. And now I'm like, well, do I play him this week? Like, what am I doing? You know, it really is the worst possible situation for fantasy. And I think it, it really boils down to if you must. If you must, play them if you must. But if you have anybody that's an actual starting back that's not splitting, you go with them instead. So anyway, why don't we get into uh, the – let's let's get into these matchups. Let's let's sure. it down the way we do. Baby. Yeah, we got the uh, Thursday night football matchup on tap here. The Denver Broncos continue to be fed to the Wolves. They're on the road against Kansas City. Why we keep getting Denver in these primetime games, I don't I don't know. It's not good for, for Denver's exposure, but – uh, Kansas City here, Denver's giving up a ton of points to literally everybody through the air and on the ground. Uh, I mean, I guess you can like some of their offensive weapons at receiver, Sutton or Judy maybe in this spot against Kansas City. Jaleel McLaughlin, I guess, is a real thing if Javante Williams continues to be out or limited uh, for the Denver offense. Uh, Russell Wilson is actually performing fairly well this year statistically. Um, so you're, you're not like sitting anybody yeah. in – in Denver, but you're loving the spots that Kansas City finds themselves in this week. Exactly. Now the problem is, like if so, when you look at a spread like this, when it's ten and you've got Travis Kelsey with a rolled ankle, if they if the Broncos don't keep it close, does Kelsey like do they do they use Kelsey to the full extent? I mean, we've seen Noah Gray look all right. We've seen multiple games now where Kelsey got nicked up and. He was coming out of the game, right? So I don't know. Like, Kelsey, for me, you obviously start him wherever you have him. But I'm not going out of my way to start him in, in like, the Baby Bowl or or on, uh, you know, RT Sports or any of these sites where it's, like, you can pick anybody, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So for from that standpoint, I'm not going crazy on Kelsey. I'll probably still have him ranked as tight end one, though, because how can you not? It's right. a perfect matchup. Yeah, I mean, in, in no sense of seasonal fantasy football, you're sitting Travis Kelsey. No, no. So, uh, and the fact that he's not on the main DK slate just means everybody's going to play him in showdown. So, in showdown, yeah. Uh, so it's, it's an all-in Kelsey week. But the question really pertains to Rasheed Rice because he continues to look like the best wide receiver in Kansas City, and yet they don't play him. When he's right. on the field, Patrick Mahomes throws to him, so that's great. But why are they not putting him on the field more? Like, what's the situation with Rasheed Rice here? Yeah, I mean, so it's been described to me the way some teams do it the way some teams treat this is like you go into practice and you figure out whether something works or not. And essentially you have a bag of tricks. That's the way they look at it and say, okay, like we know that Rashi Rice has 
eight plays that work in practice. And sporadically, we're going to call those play. We're going to we're going to say, hey, this is a perfect spot for that play that worked in practice. We're going to send Rashi Rice out there to run that play, and then we're going to take him out. That's how you can have a guy that only ran ten routes last week but had five targets, right? And a like, touchdown. And a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's like that's just how they're rolling some of these guys out. Like you have a package where it's like Travis Kelsey. The bag of tricks is endless, so he's always going to be out there, and those are always going to be on the table. With some of these other guys, they look at it and say, hey, you know what? Like Justin Watson's the best blocker on this team. Same thing they would do with Byron Pringle. They said, hey, you know what? Why don't we just leave this guy out there and have him block and, and not really target him? And then when the time comes, we'll bust out this bag of tricks with each of these guys. And it's really annoying for fantasy football that some teams treat it like that. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's basically, you know, when you hear Dan Campbell talking about Jamison Williams last year, that's what they said. It's like, hey, you know what? We got a couple a couple packages that work for him, so he's yeah. going to play for those. So it's annoying for fantasy, and we're just hoping that the bag of tricks keeps growing for Rashi Rice and – uh, that's why we like Rice versus some of these other guys that have been there forever. Right. Like Marquez Valdez Scantling has had all the time in the world to expand his route, route tree and gain his trust. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. So no, Tony uh, can't stay on the field. Right. Uh, um, Sky Moore doesn't seemingly have uh, enough trust in, in uh, Patrick Mahomes. So no. uh, difficult. Right. I love Isaiah Pacheco. Yesterday I filmed in for you, obviously, on this show with Bender. Uh, and we took the underdog props. I took the Pacheco over 71 and a half rushing yards. Uh, mm-hmm. Running backs this season against the Denver Broncos. Here are the last four, five running backs they faced. Brees Hall ran for 177 yards. Khalil Herbert ran for 103. A-Chain ran for 203. Mostert had 82 in that same game. Brian Robinson had 87. So oh, yeah. uh, Isaiah Pacheco here in a double-digit point spread for me feels like a lock play on uh, – I'm props this week if you're looking for some rushing yards. I'm fully in, yeah. I got him in uh, one of so as we talked about, like those RT sports ones. I have him, Pacheco going in one of those. I think it's a great yeah. spot for him. And so before we get to the chat, we're going to clear the deck on some questions in a moment. So we see you guys hanging out. Yeah. Uh, you know, Josh, Chaiwan, Priceless, Chris, what's up, gang? Thanks for tuning in with us. Uh, I just want to ask you one last thing from this game. Yeah. Uh, Marvin Mims, are we ever going to get a full snap share or is he going to just keep being a guy that plays 15 15- 20 snaps and that's it i mean yeah there's i don't think they're gonna continue to put him out there because they use him on special teams we talk about that a lot coop is a guy that sometimes that plays special teams doesn't always get the full run of offensive snaps as well and he's got Sutton and judy ahead of him so there's no reason for them to put him in a a larger role especially while he continues to sort of develop like you mentioned a route tree familiarity with the nfl offense and and whatnot Uh, but i am a bit surprised he seems like a big playmaker um, if this game gets out of hand, though, maybe he sees some extra snaps at the end of this game, an opportunity to show up, maybe source some garbage time. Uh, he'll be a super popular uh, showdown play, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I mean, that is how it goes with special teams. You see it with Rashid Shaheed. Like, the other team punts, and you run, he, he returns punts and kicks. Like, yep. you run back that punt, you're tired, man. Like, you come <laughs> out, and then you miss – However many snaps, like you, you can't play all the snaps if you're if you're running back the kicks and right. punts. And if you're like a third and long package guy and your team's just getting first downs and you know these never he's not out there, you don't make so it out there. You don't yeah. make it out there. So. Thanks for fantasy. I agree. Uh, before we get to the, the Sunday game, so let's just answer some of these questions here, Coop. Yeah, we got sure. some people in chat. Uh, Chris wants to know a trade question here, and you have the fantasy alarm alarm fantasy football shows after us trade day over on alarm fantasy football. So. Uh, feel free to tune into that show following us there uh, and get your trade questions answered. But Chris here wants to know, uh, receiving Chase in London, giving Adams and Flowers. So do you value Jamar Chase over Devontae Adams here? Um, obviously London and, uh, and, and Flowers. I feel like I might rather have Flowers in that deal, so it all depends on your value of Chase over Adams here. 
Yeah, I think I I think Adams and Chase to me are are super close right now. So I'm willing to go with I'm willing to go with Adams and Flowers because I just right now Flowers has to be over London, especially in full PPR with his target share. These trades though, I always I always have to ask what the motivation is, right? Like none of these guys are on bye week this week. It's a fairly even two for two yeah. trade. Like who proposed this? Well, like why is somebody trying to stack with Joe Burrow? Is like what's the motivation behind these trades? I, I always wonder that, especially when it's like a one for one wide receiver for wide receiver, running back for running back. Does this person you're trading with just think he's smarter than you? Does he think right. you know? Because that's basically what when someone sends you a one for one trade like that that doesn't involve an injury, it doesn't involve a bye week. Like that person is just straight up telling you that they know more about wide receivers than. So I try and figure out the motivation of yeah, that. My trade. assumption is they value Flowers probably a little bit more than London, given the usage in the offense. But I mean, you know, and and they're trying to maybe get up a better wide receiver three in in an equal footing wide receiver one. That's kind of my opinion. Yeah, it could be. I mean, if then the, there are there is a narrative. That's why we kind of got to know the narrative. Like for instance, if this person is sitting there saying, "I'm never going to start London," and I have Chase over Adams, so I'm willing to give him any. You know, he's like. Even if it's a marginal upgrade, I'm giving away a, an asset I'm never going to use in London. I mean, so maybe that's the case. But for me, I think I'd just rather have Adams and Flowers. I'd just rather have more viable guys in PPR. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, Twitch gang here in the chat. Twitch gang, maybe. What's uh, up? Got an answer on this out. question previously. Wants to know, would you trade Tutu Atwell, Traylon Burks, and Gerald Everett for Josh Downs, Derek Carr, Johnu Smith? So it's a 20-man PPR. So, I was gonna say because Everett and Johnny Smith aren't particularly relevant in most leagues, but in that league, Johnny Smith's probably quickly becoming more relevant. Yeah, yeah, he is as of, as of now. Um, I would rather have Josh Jones their car currently. He's a backup QB. I mean, Don's car isn't great, but I think I think I would rather Downs car and Johnu than Tutu Burks and Everett. I think I, yeah, just flat out would rather have, unless it's like a dynasty league. I mean, I think I just flat out rather have the second trade anyway. So yeah. the fact that you even need a backup QB as well. And what's the circumstance for the backup QB? Because if, if you need a backup QB because your starter is is Anthony Richardson, then, I mean, that's an automatic done deal. 100%. 100% agree with you here. Um, Chaiwan here with the question. Uh, pick two starts for the week. Jaleel, Amari, or Roshan if he plays, of course, uh, you know, the, the Cardinals running back situation uh, in flux with the James Conner injury. They added Tony Jones Jr. We don't know if Ingram's going to come off or be available this week after missing the last two weeks. So a couple of people here are on the Amari DiMercardo. I don't know if you caught uh, yesterday's show here, Coop, but I have an autographed rookie Amari DiMercardo card here that I am uh, hoping that he <laughs> can, that he can uh, come through for us this week. I mean, that's nice, dude. What does those go for these days? Like 45 cents? That one? About a buck. But if he has a good week, it could be five. Could be five, dude. Now, hey, five time your money, right? Uh, I mean, dude, and I, honestly, Amari DiMocaro, you got to root for him because he's got an amazing name. So does Jaleel McLaughlin. He's also kind of fast. I think I looked it up. He ran like a 4-4. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I look at it this way. Is Javante Williams playing or no? Right. if Javante Williams plays, then the question's easy. It's Amari and Roshan. Also, mm-hmm. what's the story with Keontae Ingram? What's his timeline like? Is he well, that's be- the thing. So he's missed the last couple of weeks on a neck injury. We don't know if he's going to be active or not. I would say the other issue is the Roshan question. We won't know. We may not know before Thursday. So if Roshan gets some practices in, good. But he's in concussion protocol. So if, if your only options are Jaleel, Amari, and Roshan, and you won't know, and you don't have a backup for Roshan Johnson this week, then you might have to play Jaleel and Amari anyways. Yeah. 
because so, you can't take the zero. So. Yeah, two, so two things for us, for you know, folks that might not be aware, this is how we run things. On Monday, I do like a, a breakdown of all the usage. On Tuesday, we do waiver questions. Today, on this show and the following show with Howard Bender, me and Howard Bender, we do waiver questions. Sorry, we do trade questions. Then tomorrow, we really hit the lineup questions hard because we have the Thursday practice, which is a pivotal one. The thing about Wednesday is a lot of veterans or even just kind, kind of mildly hurt guys get the day off. Like, uh, you know, going back through time, you know, guys, Calvin Johnson didn't practice on a Wednesday for the last six years of his career, right, right John? Like, he just – he automatically had well, the Hopkins. Off. Hopkins, one of the veteran Thursdays, right? Never – yeah, he doesn't practice on Wednesdays. Then when he, then you check and see if he practices Thursday. So that's why we do most of the start sits tomorrow. The other thing is if we're saying your name wrong, let us know. So – and that goes for anybody. Like, we want to get it right. Chai Wan, uh, you know, I know – it's I think it's supposed to be priceless pigeon, but I love that Howard calls him prickless pigeon because that's how it's spelled. <laughs> but let us know what you want to be called. All right. Sure. Uh, so uh, next question, Josh, should I pick up Atwell or Downs? I know what I'm saying here, John. What do you think? Uh, Downs. Downs. That's what we like. Yep. Yeah, Downs. You know, he didn't see like a huge. He didn't see like an increase in snap share or anything like that last week. He still played like 71. percent But I like Gardner Minshew as yeah. a pure quarterback than uh, than Anthony Richardson. There. And the th- the other thing about that is that it does leave room for upside. Like yeah. it, Josh Downs, we haven't seen the full the full uh, setup for him. And when we get to, I'll, I'll talk. We'll talk about about Downs more when we get to that game. Let's let's clear the deck on the questions and then get back. Yeah, to let's rapid fire here, Coop. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll save the analysis for when we get to these games here. So Taylor or De- for Devonta Smith, if you're doing a trade right now, I'd rather have Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I'd rather have JT as well. Start, sit, Devonta Smith, Garrett Wilson, Zay Flowers. Are you sitting one, starting one? Let us know here, Twitch. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, gotta know what yeah, we're doing. Yeah, zombie. Let us know. But I'm of that crew, I'm starting Devonta Smith. I don't care that he caught one of five targets. Like we know yeah. the upside. He's got the Jets matchup, but you have to assume that um Sauce is on AJ Brown this week. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh 10-man standard. We got uh Commander Pitts. I'm starting Komet in that game, even though like Pitts, I'm never dropping him because I'm hoping the knee gets better and I'm hoping they switch quarterbacks. Looked but good for last now, look good last week. It looked yeah, he looked fine last week, but he still didn't play the whole game. Komet is just you know right now, and especially with that matchup, Komet's probably going to be a safer spot. Yeah. Uh, Moss here in a timeshare against Jacksonville. James Cook's got the Giants this week. James Cook, great matchup for Cook. James Cook, I agree. Um, uh, taking Chase in London. So, uh, so you're you're trading away Adams and uh, yeah. Flowers. They got rather Adams and Flowers. I don't know. That's it's up to you, child. I mean, it's your team, one hundred percent. And and again, like for you, you might not even need to start London. So if you rank Chase ahead, then do it, man. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Tanner wants to know uh, Wilson Flowers or Devonta for wide receiver two. Wilson Flowers. Oh, uh, it's Devonta Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Devonta Smith still again. I agree. Uh, Jelly of the month. Uh, guard, no IR, five running backs. Uh, Robinson is Roshan playing. We don't know. Spears drops Spears to grab Hubbard or Brita. I, I mean, would. if you have Saquon, you can grab Brita and just play whatever one is active, I guess. Yeah. I would um, drop Spears for either of those players. Miles Sanders quote-unquote, pick something up this week. I don't know if it was the same groin injury or an additional injury, but at this stage, they really need to take Miles Sanders and, and sit him until he's healthy. Yeah. And, and my concern, sometimes when you see guys playing like this every week, my concern is that they, they know it's something that's not going to go away, yeah. and they're just saying, hey, you know what? It is what it is. You he hasn't been 100% it. all season. He went right. into the year with a groin injury. Right. So, so I mean, sometimes they, they look at the injury and just say, hey, you know what? This actually isn't going to heal. 
So you just got to play through it. And that's probably the worst case scenario. So I don't yep, know. Yep. Yep. Um, Patrick here. Uh, I sat Goddard this week and I feel dirty inside. <laughs> hey, it's finally Dallas Goddard week. What are we going to do about it? All I right, got well, yelled at all of the place for where I had Goddard ranked. Like yeah. just the people were like, he needs to be ranked at the very bottom. Even I wasn't drafting him, but like we still have to play it week to week. That's true. All right, let's get to these games here. We have another morning game here, 9.30 a.m., Baltimore, Tennessee. Oh, Yeah, that's going to be a mess, man. And the thing is, like last last year, I forget what the player was, but a player broke his leg on this same playing surface. Last week, Matt Milano broke his leg on this playing surface. And then now two of the most injury-prone teams, you know, maybe the 49ers and Chargers are up in the mix too, but the Ravens and Titans have had serious injury issues. And these two guys are going to square off in that same field. It's not like the they they don't always play in the same stadium. This stadium, they take the soccer field away and then they roll turf out over whatever's underneath. And man, it is, it's no good, dude. So uh kind of risky there. I mean, so John, I gotta ask you, I mean, like with the like you you have to start Derrick Henry. Like you're not gonna bench Derrick Henry unless you have crazy running backs. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is back. You know, you're going to start Zay Flowers. Are there any other guys that you're willing to stash? Like, are you stashing Odell? Are you stashing Bateman? Are you stashing Traylon Burks? Or are you just kind of done with those guys? No, I have no interest in Tennessee players at all. Um, Even Hopkins? Well, Hopkins, yeah. I mean, you're going to, if it's you have Hopkins guys. on your team, you're playing them, but like, right. not. Not doing Burks, Chig, Westbrook, Akine, not Tajay Spears, not really doing any of that. The Baltimore side, it's Flowers, Andrews, and like I don't even think I want to play the running backs. But I, yeah, I mean, definitely I, not this week against Tennessee. But I mean, I'm seeing nothing worthy of like Justice Hill or Gus Edwards to say like this is a guy that's even a flex worthy play week to week. Now, the state of the running back position means that play people have to kind of play these guys because there's been so many injuries and so many bad running backs this year, but right. um, I'm not encouraged by anything I'm seeing here. Right. Gus, his name shouldn't be Gus. It should be rug. Cause what every happened time to the Gus bus, what he was averaging five yards a carry, what happened to that guy? I'm telling you, he's the still the same ACL guy. Just, they just never, just they never down. let him play in full. That's what I was saying. His name shouldn't be Gus. It should be rug. Cause every time you think he's going to get the job, they just pull the rug out from under you yeah. and they have, you know, some other guy playing past a random touchdown. They're just, activating Kenyon Drake. I mean, yeah, just gross. Melvin Gordon. So yeah. I, I said this to Bender yesterday. When does a team trade for Rashad Penny? Who is just a, an inactive every single week for Philadelphia. You're telling me that he's not better than some of these running backs that are starting for these rosters here. Um, if, I'm, if they sign Leonard Fournette, he would run for five yards a carry in that offense. I would feel like pretty much anybody on any of these teams would do better uh, with Penny or maybe Fournette at this point. Uh, Washington, Atlanta, Atlanta's at home, given two and a half here uh, against the Commanders. We saw how bad the Commanders' pass defense was last week, giving up the 200-plus yards to DJ Moore. Uh, Atlanta's passing offense woke up finally last week with Desmond Ritter going up against Houston. What do you? Where do you see here with uh, this matchup? Yeah, so I'm loving Logan, Tom, Logan Thomas right now. I mean yeah. – he looked great week one, got hurt week two, catching a touchdown. His backup played like every snap, got a bunch of targets. He got a bunch of targets again last week, and he's running more routes than anyone on the team except Terry McLaurin. He ran more routes than Jahan Dotson. Like, and this is a point that we need to remember for future years, that in a lot of these spots, we look at players that are, are dialed in, right? Like Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, we already know right? Mm-hmm. Then look for like those guys. We, we know what's going to go on. Like you're probably not going to get tricked usage wise. Look for the hype guys that haven't done it yet. And the idea is that they're going to do it. 
because on the flip side of that, when it doesn't happen, there's profit to be made. Everybody loved Jahan Dotson. He's not really doing a whole lot. And the profit was with Logan Thomas. Look at Jameer Gibbs. Everyone thought he was going to go crazy. And the hype was overshadowed what the usage was. And the profit was David Montgomery. We see this every year. Think about these players that are, are hypothetical and say to yourself, okay, I like this guy, but what if everyone's wrong? What if they don't just pop off and become like the superstar? And Logan Thomas is the beneficiary in this case where he, as of right now, if you talk about per game targets, he is the number one target on the team, 6.25 targets per game. And that's including the game where he hurt his head and he missed half the game. All right. Right. So basically it's like, if you were to actually take it and, and say, oh, he's played three and a half games. Now he's far and away the top target on a per game basis. But I mean, Logan Thomas, you have to be happy with what you're seeing. I like him. I like Curtis Samuel still. Uh, Curtis Samuel yeah. is a guy that is getting work, getting targets. Um, you know, you mentioned John Dotson. You know, the, the touchdowns last year were obviously carrying a lot of his production. We thought McLaurin banged up a little bit early this year. We see Dotson sort of take that step, and we didn't do it because, one, the tight ends have been taking on a bigger role, but also Samuel's finding more success um, in his enemy offense, more consistent success with the enemy offense. The other positive of Curtis Samuel is he's healthy, right? There's that's, a that's the thing, right? Like there's an additional pot. I would get that even throw another positive in there is that every once in a while he gets carry. Right. And when you look at uh go back to 2020 with Curtis Samuel, and the only difference between him and the wide receiver threes was the rush work. And same with Chase Claypool. Like if you take Chase Claypool that year and Curtis Samuel that year and take away the carries, they're wide receiver threes. But mm-hmm. when you when you sprinkle in that run work, now they're wide receiver twos. Right. So that, that's the great difference maker for some of these guys at that level. I agree. Yeah. So like I said, I, I think there's some pretty interesting spots there for Samuel. He's available um, in more than a handful of leagues looking at the waiver wire. So uh, if you need a bye week you're at or just a stash to see if you can keep on giving you production PPR leagues, a uh, big fan of Curtis Samuel here. Um, other side of this matchup with Atlanta, you know, I, I said it to Bender last week because Johnny Smith was $2,900. He didn't, didn't like it. Didn't like the snap, you know, the snap count and the playing time, but like you go look at player profiler, the target share is there for Johnny Smith. You know, he's not running at the top same amount of routes, top 10 tight end target share. Yeah. So like, sure. He doesn't run as hundred percent of the routes like Kyle Pitts does, but when he does run routes, he's getting targeted more than Kyle Pitts does when Kyle Pitts runs routes. Right. So I think John o. Smith is a viable fantasy tight end right now, given the scope of the tight end landscape. I mean, it could end up looking like, you know, like the Eagles back when it was Ertz and Goddard, where it's like, you know, they just under use two tight ends like that. Like we're not going to drop Pitts. Pitts had a better game than John o, But I mean, if John who's going to be 17.3 target share puts him top 10, the route participation isn't that good, but uh, John who's people think that John who's like the inline tight end and Pitts is playing wide receiver. Not the case. John who also lines up at wide receiver for like 70% of his snaps, 69.3% yards per route run. Like you said, over two, which is like, you know, ridiculous yards after the catch is great. I mean, he looks like the John Smith, everyone wanted him to look like, and he's playing with Arthur Smith. Arthur so Smith. that's what I said. You talk about walking. the bag, the bag of tricks, right? He's, yeah. you know, he's clearly got some tricks there. So uh, definitely a DFS play. You know, and that's I, the offense that Arthur Smith runs. It was the 12 formation, right? They were the two tight ends out there all the time. Like, you know, it's just, right. it's just what it, a 12 personnel, right? So it's just the way and, they, they and go. If, if that knee trends the wrong way for Kyle Pitts, you see it sometimes like he's Arthur Smith said he's not healthy. We're hoping it trends the right way, but it trends the wrong way. And now it's wheels up, right? Yep. So uh, something to think about. Uh, quick, Let's cl- clear a couple questions quick and get to the next day. Sure. What, uh, what questions we got going on? Uh, that's the stream this week. We got uh, 
Good defense to stream this week. Do you like the Bengals, Jags, Texans, Saints, and Raiders? Uh, Bengals. Oh, up here. Okay. Bengals, Jags, Texans, Saints, or Raiders. Um, I don't – I mean, Saints maybe? New Orleans is uh, on the road against Houston. Uh, we yeah. haven't seen an interception yet from C.J. Stroud, but he's – yeah. yeah, hasn't always Stroud leads the if you again odd statistics, but if you go look at what is considered bad throws, CJ Stroud is up there in bad throws. So, like, it could be a week where things come crashing down. We just saw how good you know, how we, we know how good the Saints defense can be. They just blew up the Patriots last week, but you know, I think this could be a week where Stroud has a little trouble against New Orleans. So, uh, give me the Saints for that defense. Yeah, I like it too. Or I guess you could start if you really want to go for upside, then just start the Raiders against the Patriots. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, uh, Bill O'Brien said the coaches had a closed door meeting, really worked some things out, and they said a they have a, a revamped game plan and strategy. Oh, good. Moving forward. Oh, so, all set. Yeah. And don't that worry. Blocking for the quarterback. David Andrews took all the blame for that, though, John. So don't worry about that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he also did not look very good. Unless that meeting, unless Dante Scarnecchia walked out of that meeting. Him and Ernie Adams were both there. Yeah. yeah. If Ernie Adams and Dante Scarnecchia were at the meeting, then I would actually turn around and say that I believe them. But. Uh, you know, if it was the same coaches that have been having meetings all year, I don't know why this meeting just because just they shut the door this time. All of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. now the team's not going to suck. Yeah, like, yeah. They got crushed, man. They got obliterated. So. Again, Leo wants to know Puka, Waddle, Devonta, or Olave pick three. Puka, you have to start Puka. Yeah, uh, yeah. always. Waddle's uh, got the um the Panthers in a blowout game. Um, Devonta's would... got the Jets, and Olave has the Texans. I get even though I love Waddle, I would consider uh, sitting Waddle for that one because you can run all over the Panthers. You don't necessarily have to throw on them. Yeah, that's that's kind of it, they're actually not that easy to throw on. Mm-hmm. I agree. So you're gonna sit Waddle here? I think I would, dude. Unless you want to sit Devonta, but John, eh, what do you think? That's fine. It'd be him. It'd be Waddle well, or Olave. So put it this way, actually, make it easier on yourself. And again, this is why we try and do these later in the week. If DJ Reed clears concussion protocol, then feel free to sit Devonta Smith. Um, Ethan wants to know Dell, DeMarco, or DeMarcado, or McLaughlin a half point. Well, again, we'll know if yeah, if, if Javante's out, you played Jaleel. Uh, Tank Dell's in concussion protocol, I think, too, right? Something happened with him last week where he got Tank hurt. Dell's still in protocol. I, yeah, I checked so, it this morning, he's not practicing this morning. So, so. if uh, if Javante's out, play with Jaleel. If Javante's in, you wait and find out the Del Mercado situation, and then I probably go to DeMarcado. Yeah, yeah, check with us tomorrow. We're doing because. Ethan does – McLaughlin does play tomorrow. We have yeah. two shows tomorrow uh, to get these questions in. From 2 to 3, I'll be here with Howard, Bender, and then from 7 to 8, John and I are just answering questions right yeah. before yeah. Thursday Night Football. So yeah. pop back in with us tomorrow, Ethan. We'll have definitive answer on that. That's that's Agreed. a tough one because – Agreed with you here. Uh, two more questions and we'll, we'll work our way through here. Yeah. Uh, Ethan again wants to know, DSTs, Jets, Browns, or do I stream Washington, Las Vegas, Minnesota, or the uh, the Rams Good have God. the Cardinals this week. I don't mind yeah, the Rams. Start the Rams, the Rams. dude. Yeah. Don't start anybody against the Jets. Don't start anybody against the Eagles and and Forty Nine. There's like three good teams in the league. Yeah, like I would do the Rams. Have... I would do Rams versus Cardinals, and they don't have their running back. And Dobbs threw a bunch of picks last week. That uh, for the sake uh, of my Clayton Tune autograph cards here, Coop. I'm hoping that that change is happening. Yeah, right. Yeah, for whatever whatever team, I mean, like. I'm just – my philosophy right now is I don't care how good the defense is. I'm not starting him against the 49ers. I'm not starting him against the Chiefs. I'm not starting him against the Dolphins, and I'm not starting him against the uh, – what 
what was I had I had another I had another team that I, I don't like starting people against, but I lost it. I'll come to you. I'll come yeah, to you. I think that Jack, Jack Eagles. It's the Eagles. Chad wants to know Fields or Herbert. Herbert. Okay. Against the Cowboys. Yeah, Alpha that's Alpha. true. Herbert has a body against the Cowboys. You have Fields here against the um uh, what Vikings. bad defensive fields have? Bears have the Vikings. The Vikings, yeah. I think I go fields over the Vikings. Yeah, go fields. Go rushing upside. Yeah, I mean he's not even rushing upside. He's thrown for eight touchdowns and hey, three hundred yards yeah. the last two weeks. Yeah. Okay, okay. Just, there were true. some, there were some blowing plays there. There were some sure, last plays. week, but what about against Denver? Denver, he threw. Denver was the worst DVOA team that we've yeah. ever seen ever. Yeah, yeah Minnesota's games. right up there with them. Anyways, trade thoughts. Henry Alave get Kenneth Walker. Uh. Derek Henry and Chris Olave for Kenneth no. Walker. The answer is no. Yeah, probably. I love Kenneth Walker, but I don't. You're gonna want to have those guys, man. Like yeah. even in ten man leagues and whatever, like bye weeks, injuries, you're going to right. want to have those players, man. Like if you're Eckler, Kamara, Spears, and you're gonna trade away Henry, Henry, yeah. No. Well, you get Kenneth Walker. You get Kenneth Walker, Eckler, Kamara as your top three. But you're not, you're limiting your wide receivers now to Amari Pittman and Nico. So if it's a two wide receiver league, if it's a two wide receiver league, I do the trade. But if you start three wide receivers in a flex, then you just keep all those guys, man. Keep all those guys. All right, let's move on now to the next matchup here on the board that we got: uh, Vikings Bears. And uh, no, Justin Jefferson just officially placed on IR. You got Jordan Addison, KJ Osborne moving up. Uh, Brandon Powell, I think, is in a play for this week, but I mentioned to Bender yesterday. Uh, Jalen Naylor was the guy getting those like fourth wide receiver snaps to begin the season. Right. He's missed the last couple of weeks as he's been on IR, but he's able to come off IR next week. So you could see Jalen Naylor kind of recapture his role in this offense once he is activated off IR and Powell goes back to being sort of that like gadgety special teams guy that they have. So that's just kind of a deep, deep stash play potentially there but it's it's addison it's osborne it's hawkinson and this offense now moving forward yeah gabriel just said uh two wide receiver league so i say do the trade man okay you know uh and honestly john this one is actually pretty easy for me because they use josh oliver they use uh cj ham this is another one of those teams i mean they yeah. paid josh oliver so much money they have to use him. they have they have to give him at least 30. Josh Oliver was drafted. We thought he was going to be a pass catching tight end in this league. So. I know. <laughs> Turns out that he's well, the thing is, Mercedes Lewis, people forget once upon a time, he was like tight end five. He was a top five tight end once upon a time when he played for the Jaguars, you know, but he just turned out he's an amazing blocking tight end. It looks like Josh Oliver is going to be the same way. So, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, he's going to play a number of snaps. So before we were just like, okay, we like Jefferson, we like Addison, can't really trust Osborne. Now we like Osborne, we like Addison can't really trust Powell. I don't care if it's Powell. I don't care if it's, uh, you know, Jalen Naylor or Jalen Rieger or any other Jalens they want to run out there. Uh, I'm still going to go with Osborne and Addison as my two guys and lean on Hawkins, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, so in this game, we kind of know who the main characters are, but I do want to ask you, John, are you worried at all with Madison? He's had fumbles. He's had drops. Is Akers potentially going to creep up there or do you uh, still trust him? No, I, I mean, there was definitely a brutal drop by Madison last week for sure, but Akers hasn't really shown me much of anything to think he's going to, he's playing better than Madison at this point. So, I mean, if you have a bad Akers, you just keep on holding him and, and see if that ever comes about. Uh, but Madison's going to continue to be that lead running back. They just weren't in a position to run the football last week to really get him going. But the two previous weeks he had, you know, 90 yards rushing, 20 carries. So it's very clear that Madison is still there. They're starting running back there. There you go. Next uh, game. Bear side of things. Again, obviously, DJ Moore 
I uh, had the ridiculous day, but it was very much, they kept jumping routes and missing. So right. you know, how much of that was really fields? Uh, he only completed 51% of his passes. So he wasn't great last week. It was just definitely the Washington defense. But the week before against Denver, he completed 81% of his passes and had a great day. Minnesota's not a great pass defense either. So I do think that Fields still has some some viability here yeah. um, for, for you know, he's you're not going to sit on that at this point. Yeah, and so. DJ Moore's entered that range where it's like, you got to think about, you got to think about, risk versus reward and like at the very top you're just starting very safe guys that have high upside like that's why it's so easy to start Devonte adams right but at a certain point you look at it and say can i afford to sit dj Moore? like can i afford to have dj Moore on the bench and it's starting to get that point very very early in his career tyreek hill was like that where some games he would do nothing and some games he would but but the games when he would do something he would score two touchdowns and have 150 right. yards and it just got to the point where you just Ate the bad weeks. You had to eat them, and I think that's DJ Moore's there right now. The way he's playing is you, he, you know, he's going to have bad weeks at times. You just got to eat them. So yeah, DJ I, honestly, I don't even think we're going to be at a point where he has terrible weeks anymore. He had a terrible like week one. We're talking he's got, like but he's been serviceable wide receiver two, wide receiver three, and then obviously you know, the last couple of weeks where he's found the end zone and last week especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's we're talking. Playing. We're talking bad weeks now for him are going to look like. Three eight, for three eight, for yeah, thirty. Fifty, yeah, three. Well, I think three like three for, for fifty. Four right? for fifty, yeah, yeah, something like that. Which yeah. you know, so get it, get him going, and definitely. Come at, where definitely are you, Cole Komet here? Cole Komet, I just wish he would play more. I mean, like even this week where he had the five targets and caught all five. It, when you catch all five targets, it makes the numbers look better than they what they are. Because a lot of times you catch three of five and it doesn't look as you know doesn't look as nice. And the problem with Komet is he only ran twenty three of thirty three routes again. He's not running all the routes, but still, I mean, when you look around this tight end landscape. He's top ten in target share. His route participation, you know, it's not, it's not Mark Andrews. It's not ninety percent, but it's still 70 percent. He blocks on like eleven percent of his pass play. So it's like he's just he's not he's not a very shiny pick, right? Like we look at Logan Thomas and and all everything's green on my spreadsheet. With Cole Komet, it's all yellow except for the numbers that we that translate to points which are targets and the yards were outrun so for now you, he's just like a, a safe option you put in there but if Cole commits my tight end I'm stashing another high risk high reward player so I'm starting commit but I'm throwing a Musgrave or Kincaid or something on the bench and I'm not just saying okay I have commit I'm, I don't have to worry forever you know and commits a guy if you could package commit up and trade him up for somebody safer I would do that too so. when do you give up on Dalton Kincaid never Never. I give up on Don Kincaid. I mean, just ask the people that gave up on Amon Ross St. Brown his rookie year. Just ask them what happened. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm talking about for for season long, not dynasty, man. Season uh, long. In season long leagues, people gave up on Amon Ross St. Brown. He was wide receiver 70 through 10 weeks. And yeah. over the final weeks, he was over the final eight weeks, he was wide receiver four. So just he, saying. But we but we do know what caused the wide receiver four. The entire team got hurt. Exactly, dude. So, you're, so just in case the entire Bills offense gets hurt, we have Dalton. The entire defense got hurt this week. It's true. I guess anything's possible. All right, let's go down into the Gold Jacksonville team. Uh, Mitch Mania back again. Uh, he's looked pretty good in the two games he's come in. Relief, his lone start was on the road against Baltimore. Tough place to play. Uh, on the road against his former team, Jacksonville, this week. Jacksonville coming off of two weeks in London. Maybe they're dealing with some time difference hangovers. Uh, here, uh, thoughts on the Colts offense this week? Yeah, I went back just to check, and if you include m- m- injuries to Minshew as well, this is the ninth different time that he started, and then someone else has started, and he started, and then someone else has started, and then he started. So it's official 
Minchie Mania Part Nine here. <laughs> I'm excited for it, and I love. I just want to see a home game for him, dude. Because when they win at home, he goes wild. Like yeah. he goes and he's dapping up fans and he's signing jerseys. Like if you can go to a Minshew game and have a Minshew jersey, even if you're a Jaguars fan, like bring one because like he goes out of his way to like you know, he's snatching flags and running around. Like he he is a showman for sure. So I I, I love when Minshew starts for fantasy. I think he's he's it's a, a lateral move for the pass catchers. It's fine. Lateral, maybe even a, up, right? John? I think it's a boost. Right? I think it's, it's a boost, yeah. So. Quarterback, so. Yeah. Uh, the one thing with Josh Downs, I mentioned, I kind of alluded to this earlier. I want to see Josh Downs, uh, the flip, right? So right now it's Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce playing like the whole game and Downs plays in three wide but comes out for two wide. Last year, Paris Campbell actually played in the slot and then he, he stayed on the field for two wide and Alec Pierce came out. Alec Pierce has been so inefficient that I'm wondering if maybe that's going to happen at some point where they start saying, hey, you know what? Instead of Josh always coming out, maybe sometimes we'll have Alec come out, right? Yeah. And just at least have it even. That that would be wheels up for Josh Downs. But even now, they've run enough three wide receivers. Yeah, Downs is playing 71% of the offensive snaps. So, you know, he doesn't have to play 100% of the snaps to be viable. He can play 70. Viable. Well, that's why I'm saying he's viable now. Yeah. But just imagine, like, what, what is Alec Pierce playing? Alec Pierce is playing ninety something percent. Yeah, I mean Michael Pittman is playing ninety nine point like three percent. He plays every single snap, but Alec Pierce is like play. He plays an insane snap share. If you look at his stats and like what he's actually producing, you would never guess that this player is like in snap share. Wait, he's like a top twenty player or so. Yeah. I'll pull it up, but like no, I got it. He's played ninety two, one hundred, ninety six, ninety one, ninety eight, nine hundred, dude. A hundred percent of the snaps in week two. Right. And that was a big he game. Tar- he had two targets. Yeah. So if you look at all the wide receivers in the league in snap share, Alec Pierce is wide receiver six. Maybe he run blocks well. He must. I mean, he is six four. So yeah. I don't know, dude, but I don't know. I'm just ready for Josh Downs, dude. He's wide yeah. receiver six in snap share and he's wide receiver 87 in target share. Yeah, we're close. We're close to Downs as it is now. So that's, that's good. all exercise. Other and side here, Zay Jones got hurt again. Uh, so you got Ridley and Christian Kirk likely as your top two. Evan Ingram continues to play pretty well. And then, hey, it's Travis Etienne finally becoming the running back we had hoped he'd be. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, he's top five for me, I think, at this point. It's hard to – like, obviously, you got to rank CMC ahead and Pollard and Bijan. But after that, I start looking around, and I'm like, Etienne's n- not that much different than some of these other players, So, uh, especially after the big week this week. So, yeah, we're in on that. And then, you know, Ridley and Kirk, you start them where you have to. Not definitely solid starts. And Evan Engram also very solid start. He's an angel. Uh, you can count on him to – I mean, even in a bad week like this, he got eight targets. So get him out yeah. there, man. Uh, everybody in the chat, dude, thank you for popping in. Sousco, Toropic, we see you guys. Uh, we're just going to rattle through the games here real quick, and then we're going to hit questions. Left, so throw the questions uh, in. Yeah. And if we don't get to the questions right after this, we're do, I'm staying on. Howard Bender's coming on, and we're doing all trades, all trade talk, whatever trade questions you have for the rest of the, the, the next show. So make sure you're hanging out with us for that. Yep, 100% here. All right, next game on the board, uh, 49ers-Browns. Uh, obviously, Christian McCaffrey continues to dominate. Uh, thoughts on this offense? George Kittle coming back from three touchdowns last week. Uh, Cleveland off of a bye. We don't know the quarterback situation. Deshaun Watson not practicing again. Uh, apparently, there's been some – reported issues within the Browns clubhouse, uh, questioning the toughness of Deshaun Watson. Uh, people are not thrilled with his decision to sit last week and then potentially now sitting this week as well. This one feels like a route. There's uh, 49ers are just too much of a machine right now. 
Yeah, I mean, they're they're too good. That that really stinks. That you know, who would have guessed? You know, you you give this guy crazy money, and he's, he's supposedly not that great of a guy, and then he doesn't play well. That people would be upset about that. So I mean, <laughs> there you go. Who who would have seen that coming? Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so the good thing about the 49ers is because they use the fullback, all that, you know who the main characters are. C- CMC, IU, Debo, Kittle. The one that's kind of hard to trust right now is Kittle. So what are you going to do, man? Uh, but you still got to roll them out there. I At this point, though, I'm I'm stashing another player. And if you can trade Kittle to upgrade to a, a, a safer tight end, I would try and do it just because they just when they don't need to use them, they don't use them. George Kittle or John Smith this week? George Kittle, dude. Come on. Come on now. I can't do that. I can't why, do can't, that. why can't you do that? He's just not Statist- playing enough. Statistically, John has outperformed Kittle more than Kittle has outperformed John Statistically, it's close, dude. Statist- I mean, like, John target share is 17, Kittle's is 16. But Kittle still runs more routes. He's got a higher A dot. He's, you know, he, he, he's got a, I mean, his yards per route runs not that far off. And, you know, they're not going to destroy the Cardinals every week the way they did. I mean, they're going to play the Cardinals again, but this week versus the Browns is going to be a little more competitive. I'm still going to start Kittle. Okay. Just saying. Just saying. I can't nine, do it. Nine, nine or more points the last four I weeks for John with PPR. In DFS, where there's a where you get a discount, now you're talking. But yeah. Just well, I mean, up. again, nine or more in PPR leagues, nine or more fantasy points for John Smith each of the last four weeks, or Kittle's giving you six, 16, two, 27. So I, be- I straight up believe that George Kittle scores more fantasy points than John Smith this week. Okay. We'll see. We will see. We will see. Uh, next, next matchup. Uh, here, anything else in this matchup here, Browns? Nah. Okay. Gino, uh, Seahawks against Bengals here. Uh, finally, a good game out of Joe Burrow last week against the Cardinals. Jamar Chase continues to do the damn thing. We'll see if T. Higgins or is back or not this week. Uh, but Seattle coming off of a bye here on the road against the Bengals. Thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, thank goodness Joe Burrow is back because – it's been bad for the team. Like, it, not only is it good for Burrow and everyone on the Bengals, but it's good for Geno Smith too. Like, this Bengals defense has been terrible. So, if the offense is going to be bad, then you get these games where we're not getting shootouts, we're not getting fantasy points. So, hopefully, Joe Burrow can prop this game up so that Geno can have a get-right game too. So, I'm really, I love that Burrow's back. Football is better when Burrow's good. So, uh, you know, you know what you, you're doing with these teams. You got to start Joe Mixon, even if he's just meh. You're starting Kenneth Walker. Um, I mean, John. Are you holding Jackson Smith and Jigba anywhere, or are you just done with that? Um, I mean – I've I looked at him on the waiver wire so many times because I wasn't really drafting him, but now that he's on the wire, I look at him and I think to myself well, – Wouldn't he apply your Amon Rockney Brown analogy here? Well, that's the thing. One injury to Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf, and now he's got a full-time yeah, role. I would, so I would stash him if you have the room to stash him, sure. Put, I feel put, the same way about Zach Charbonnet. Just given the the depth of the run, of the of the running back position right now, don't you – I usually am not a guy that says, like, hey, go get a handcuff and, like, t- and wait it out. I usually want guys that can contribute to my team. At this point, I want the handcuff to my running back because if something happens, right. I almost have no way of getting that guy off waivers. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. You know, with all the people going to be, like, sharks on that. Especially so. the proven handcuffs. Like, right. now we've actually seen enough situations where guys have missed a game. And, like, we know Zach Moss is good if something happens. We know yeah. Tyler Tyler Algier can get it done if something happens. So those guys are even more valuable because, like, they're still the hypothetical handcuffs, and a lot of times those guys fall flat. People like, were picking up DiMercardo two two weeks ago when Ingram got hurt. 
Yeah. Like just wait, just because they just, just the, the depth of the status of the running back position was so bad that anybody that was the backup running back, people were getting added weeks ago. So he's rostered in the Bourbon Bowl. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like yeah. people wasted no time because of how bad the running back depth is this season. Um, anybody else here you want to discuss? No, that's it. All righty. Uh, Saints Texans here. Alvin Kamara looked really good against the Patriots. Didn't even need to catch the football to do it. Just ran all over them. Gets a, a great spot here against the Texans where in order to beat them, you're supposed to run. Uh, you know, the, the Falcons actually kind of struggled a little bit last week doing that with both Bijan and, um, and Algier, but I would expect the Saints to be able to uh, figure that one out a little bit better. Um, how are you breaking this one down? Yeah, the beauty of Alvin Kamara and Austin Eckler has always been that they are – you need like a super defense to stop them because if you, if they can't run, then you just throw it to them, right? They're kind of, we're matchup proof to some degree though. There are some defenses that can handle it all, you know, like Kamara catching 13 passes for only 33 yards. But in this case, I think Kamara is locked in must start. Uh, you can't start any tight ends from either of these teams. In my opinion, Dalton Schultz, he still doesn't quite have the usage. I mean, if you have to in deeper leagues, then maybe, but I'm not going to my way to do it. And Nico Collins is going to be uh, – after this week, I'm going to be trying to buy Nico Collins because people are going to look at it and say, okay, we were high on this guy, but now we think maybe he's a fraud. Not a fraud. He just he, You're going to have tough matchups. Last week he faced um, – who did they have last week, John? He, last week he faced A.J. Terrell. This week he's going to face – uh, this week he's going to face Marshawn Lattimore. After this game, I'm going to start putting out offers for Nico Collins, and hopefully people just don't realize that, hey, you know what, sometimes you go through a tough stretch of matchups, but right. uh, what we saw early in the season, when they get the right matchups, that's going to start happening again. So yep. uh, give me give me some of that. And we got to keep an eye on Tank Dell and protocol. If he's out again, then Robert Woods is a, definitely a DFS dart throw. Yep, 100%. They can't do anything with the running backs in Houston. They don't run the ball well. Nah. The Saints are a really good running defense. So. Uh, Panthers-Dolphins here. I mean, listen, it's a 13.5-point spread. Carolina's 0-5. We're not really expecting them to be overly competitive here. Uh, but Adam Thielen has been a monster now for the last four weeks. Uh, I mean, listen, they're just going to they're just gonna throw in the football. They're going to be in spots where they're trailing often. If this game does turn into a blowout, Dolphins will just play relaxed defense, which makes it easier for Thielen to have success. Uh, and we got our answer on what happens when every wide receiver is healthy, uh, and that is Marshall does not play. Didn't play a single snap. Crazy he didn't play one snap. But, hey, that's what it is, man. So, yeah, Thielen, uh, got to get him out there, man. You got to get him going. And and the Vikings, you know, they – they you know, I, th- I think it was a lot of it was that, like, he kept getting hurt, and they were like, well, we can't – if we can't count on this guy, we got get, to get rid of him. But they only saved $6.4 million towards the cap this year, which is less than they're paying – Josh, Josh Oliver got three years, 21 million. And now that Justin Jefferson's hurt, can't help but sit there and think, boy, would it be nice to still have Adam Thielen considering the level he's playing at. So he's yeah. looking good. Uh, Miles Sanders, we already kind of talked about him, but it's you just can't start him until he's healthy. Or, or I'm trying not to. I have a lot of leagues where uh, you know I might have to at some points, but right now he's on my bench wherever I can, I can do it. Uh, the one thing I want to mention from this game is, is that Raheem Moster? Because I know we're crunched for time. We're going to go in. Raheem Moster, absolute smash spot. Every single, you know, baby bowl, uh, FFPC, DFS, every spot I can start Raheem Moster, and I'm doing it. Yep. Because this Panthers team, you could run all over them. You can't really throw well. Devon A chains out. Jeff Wilson's not activated. I mean, well, they no- open the window. So here's the thing they open the window for him to start practicing, which means they can't activate him at any time. So if he yeah. starts practicing, they could very easily activate him ahead of. Uh, Sunday's game, so that's something you want to watch out for. 
Um, if not, uh, it was a Chris Brooks, I think is the guy he's been playing ahead of Salvin Ahmed, but you would think Ahmed would also be active for this, this week, given a chains injury, assuming that Wilson isn't, uh, activated here. So, yeah. um, some status there, but it's, it's most of the way, uh, 4 PM games, Patriots Raiders going into Las Vegas. I don't think you can play anybody in New England, but again, they claim that they are revising their game plans and they have a new strategy and Tyquan Thornton's going to be active for this game. A guy that can at least run by some defenders potentially. I don't know. That makes it even harder. That makes it even harder to start somebody because if they like for them to be like, okay, like they're, they're saying not only has it been bad, but they're saying, Hey, we're going to do something totally different. I just, I'm going to sit back and watch and see, you know, if, I know Pop Douglas, is he still in protocol? I, I think mean, so. Like- so. They've been showing Keyshawn Booty practicing with the ones as well this week. So, like, with Juju hurt, it's her Juju and Pop Douglas got hurt. Could see Booty and Tyquan Thorne active for this week. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, then, yeah. I mean, like, I'm just going to sit back and see what happens and then and then see if there's an ad, but you can't start anybody. No, there's, there's I, no I agree to. with you. Raider side, uh, Jacoby Myers has been a monster. Um, great, great for fantasy, that team. I mean, I took him in the 11th round of the league, not expecting this. I'll tell you that much. Uh, and you got to play the, the the revenge narrative, right? Garoppolo, Myers, McDaniels going up against the Patriots. So yeah. uh, love, all, love all of that. Here. Yeah. You're starting Adams, Myers, and Jacobs, and that's it, which is nice. Yep, yep. All right, next game here, Lions, Bucks. Bucks coming off of a bye, and they're at home uh, getting a Lions team here. Uh, still maybe no gives potentially. Amon Ross St. Brown is expected to play. Uh, where are we going in this matchup? Yeah, I mean, if Amon Ross St. Brown plays, then you play him. David Montgomery, you obviously play him everywhere. Jameson Williams, you're just continuing to stash him. But he only – he played 28% of the snaps, which is the most he's ever played going back to last year. But, you know, you're just holding on to him. On the other side, Mike Evans, absolute smash spot. The the way I look at Raheem Moster is the way I look at, at Evans this week. Like this – these Bucks corners have been fairly soft, and this is a week – you know, the Lions are going to score. The Bucks are going to have to come back and score. Evans is – he's like my, the wide receiver Raheem Mostert for me. Yeah. Yeah, I love Evans. Uh, again, Baker's on DraftKings, only $5,400. Could be a pretty good stack to go there. Um, assume his hamstring's okay. He's been dealing with a little bit of a hamstring injury, but hopefully that bye week has given him the opportunity to heal up. Cardinals, Rams. Uh, Matthew Stafford is my favorite quarterback this week. Uh, I would rank him number one if I was doing the rankings. Uh, I think he throws all over this Cardinals team. Cooper Cup came back, looked as good as Cooper Cup ever did. Puka Nakua looked as good as he had been doing all season. Tito Atwell scored. Uh, a healthy Matthew Stafford is good for football when you're a Rams fan. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. That's a good thing about the, this situation is that the Rams, they look competitive, but they're not like, you know, they're not like undefeated or anything. So they have to take this divisional game very seriously. So I think they just beat the hell out of the Cardinals. Sometimes you worry that it's like the 49ers against the Cardinals, but yeah. I don't think the Rams are good enough for it to be like that. I think it could be a shootout and a really good game for fantasy. Yep. Yep. Uh, for the Cardinals side, I mean, if you play, if you have Demarcado and you have to play him, you play him. Uh, we'll see the Ingram status there. Receivers, Marquise Brown, and Ertz, the two I trust the most. Yeah, no, like for sure. I mean, did, Michael Wilson, the crazy thing is, after his good game the week before where he was third in snaps, this week he was second in snaps and had a terrible game. So I do, we do follow the usage and we like the usage, but, man, it would have been nice to see him get the ball a little more, you know? Yep, for sure. Give me Jets, Eagles thoughts. Yeah, quick, yeah, because we got to get out of here. Uh Jets, the Eagles, the Eagles are going to trounce the Jets. And you can start it's, – it's very difficult to start Garrett Wilson because of the corners. I mean, just – this is probably the – the if DJ Reed's healthy, this game is going to have the the 
the best four corners that you'll see in any game of the year. So mm-hmm. uh, Dallas Goddard, you still start him wherever you got him. Uh, you're not going to start Tyler Coughlin or anybody else. Brees Hall, you got to start. DeAndre yeah. Swift, you have to start because the explosive upside of those guys. I agree with you. Listen, uh, the the Eagles defense, you know, they gave up a lot of yards last week to Cup and Makua, but I'm not going to expect that to come from uh, Zach Wilson throwing the football. So uh, the Giants Bills uh, also Sunday night football game. Bills should. We don't even know if Daniel Jones is going to play in this game. We don't know if Saquon Barkley is going to play in yeah. this game. It feels like a route for Buffalo. Uh, play everybody if you got them. You got Stephon yeah. Diggs, James Cook, Gabe Davis maybe? Darren Wall you start because Matt Milano broke his leg. You start Gabe Davis and Diggs because they start rookie. The Giants roll out rookie cornerbacks every yeah. week. They expect to win games. Yeah. Uh, and then one last game, John, we're done. Cowboys Chargers, uh, I think you play everybody, but I expect the Cowboys – uh, to bounce back after an embarrassing loss against the 49ers. And Bender talks about it all the time. The Chargers at home, they just stink. So yeah, they stink. Right. Yeah, that's it for us. That's all we got, guys, this week. Stay tuned again. Links in the chat, a lot of fantasy football. Coming up next, we'll talk to you later.